Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls, to episode 114. So sometimes life can feel, especially these days, can feel really complicated. And I think for a lot of us, often overwhelming. And I think what we tend to do is expand our schedules to add more things that we want to do or to address the things that we think we need to do. And we end up feeling exhausted around the fringes. And often what happens is the things important to us seem to slip between the cracks. Today, I want to talk about something that many of us don't do a lot of, don't even think about doing, something that can really be a hand that pulls us out of the overwhelm and frustration that we might be feeling into a zone of possibility. I want to talk to you, Savvy Souls, about subtracting things as one of the most expansive things you can do. And I'm going to explain how to uh, subtract things in a way I hope is useful to you today. So this topic came up for me because of three things I've discovered as I've worked on my art that's really enhanced it and made it feel freer and more like me. And I realized that those three things that I've learned are the exact same things we can do in our lives to enhance them and to remove some of the overwhelm and feel freer, to make our lives feel more like us. The more I focus on art, the more tools I pick up about living my life more generally. And I think that's because, Savvy Souls, our lives really are creative works. Our lives really are like canvases we're painting. We're altering them, we're adding to them, we're subtracting them. They're like canvases that feel better as they migrate to be more and more like us. And so now, the three ways I've learned to subtract in art and subtract in my life, three ways that are so fueling and life-altering, I want to share them with you today. So the first I learned from a 30-day drawing challenge I just took. I took this seven-week drawing course that was really amazing because it was really teaching me to see differently and to see in a way that made drawing easier and more specifically allowed me to venture and explore in a more connecting way with my paintings. But one of the challenges I had is my focus, my new focus in painting is on clouds. And clouds are actually pretty hard to draw. So about half of the 30-day challenge, I didn't draw clouds. I drew all kinds of 
different things, travel experiences, people, rested cars in a field, dogs, etc. But the other half of the time I was drawing clouds and they were challenging until I discovered that my most important tool was an eraser. I started to use an eraser to soften the edges and add dappled light. Basically used an eraser to intensify the beauty and create a flow from one part of the drawing to another. So what does all of that have to do with life? Well, it's because we tend to draw sharp boundaries between the areas of our lives. We tend to compartmentalize things. We don't let one area of our life commingle with another. If we have four priorities, we think of them as separate things. So maybe our four priorities are, say, being a mom, excelling in our job, hosting great dinner parties for our friends, and gardening. And when we think of those all as separate things, we can feel overwhelmed, kind of frazzled. We can feel like we don't have enough time to do any of them well. If we try to balance things, it can end up with nothing feeling like it's where it needs to be. I think our problem comes from thinking of our roles. So in this example, those four roles as separate. I'm a mom, I'm an employee, I'm a party host, and I'm a gardener. And so we don't let them commingle. But what if we got out that eraser and blurred the boundaries? What possibilities would that create? What if we got the kids involved in one of our gardening projects? Or we got them to help us get ready for a dinner party. We showed them how to cook or had them serve food at our dinner party. That could be fun. What if those things didn't need to even be a kid-free zone? What if we brought them along on a business trip? I remember doing that with my daughter when I was really separating the boundaries between work and my job as a lawyer and trying to be a good mom to a 15-year-old and it was her birthday and I had a trip that was pretty much compulsory to go to Hong Kong and I was just so not knowing what to do because I didn't want to let my client down. I didn't want to not fulfill an important role at work. I didn't want to let my daughter down until somebody said, hey, why don't you bring her along? And I was like, how, how could that work? But I figured it out. She had her birthday in business class on the airplane, which she thought was a real hoot. And when we got there, there were lots of dinners and things that I brought her along with. It was really fun. And I heard somebody to take her out and show her things when I was in meetings. And it was an amazing trip. And I got to be a mom and work with my clients and present things and feel like I was doing my job well and being a good mom, both at the same time. So you can open up possibilities in your life when you let your roles blur, when you're more of all your roles, all of the time. Another personal example from my life is I had a lot of stress 
after I'd become an artist and I decided to add coaching to the mix. I didn't think it was going to be stressful. I thought it's just something I would add and it would feel really amazing. But then I started being really obsessed with building my coaching business. And I felt like I was not spending enough time in my art. I was really letting my art go and I was starting to feel bad about that. And I was feeling like those two things were conflicting with each other. I couldn't be a good enough coach. I couldn't be a good enough artist without doing each of them full time. That's what I was thinking. And that's until I realized I was an artist all of the time. And I realized I was a coach all of the time. And those things didn't have to fight with each other. They could blend. And in blending, they could enhance each other. The edges between my art and my coaching could be erased and softened. They could feed on each other. I could apply my coaching principles to help myself as an artist. And I could apply what I'm learning as an artist to my coaching, like I'm doing here on this podcast today. And that really was so relieving and life enhancing. So Savvy Souls, think about this first way of subtracting in your life, erasing some of the boundaries you may have drawn between areas of your life. What are the various roles you inhabit? And is there an area or two you aren't focusing on the way you want to or would like to? Are you overwhelmed with everything on your plate? Are there things that you really want to do, but you aren't getting to? I want you to look at those roles and ask yourself how you can blur the edges between them, how you can subtract the clear distinctions, how you can bring one area into another. Say you want to write a book and have a 50 hour a week day job that's important to you. How can you use your work experiences in your writing? How can the fact you work 50 hours a week make your book deeper, funnier, more insightful, more provocative? What are you learning from writing your book that can enhance your work or make it easier? Another example is say you're running two businesses at the same time and they're businesses that are completely unrelated. Maybe you're selling a product and providing an unrelated service, for example. What interconnections can you discover between those businesses? How could they enhance each other? How could what you're learning in one feed the other? How you, could you commingle the processes? How could the clients for one business be possibly the clients for another business, even though it's completely different? Okay, so that's all about my first way of subtracting, which is subtracting by erasing boundaries. The second way I've discovered of subtracting things in my art is painting over things. I used to think that painting over anything was an act of failing. I hadn't got it right the first time, and so I was having to paint over it and redo it. I even at one point created a sign for myself to never destroy a painting, and that's because I'd done this painting and I probably talked about it from that perspective in the past on this podcast even, that I'd had a painting that was kind of cool that I painted over. Um, 
I decided it wasn't good enough. I painted over it, destroyed it. And that's what I told myself that it was destroying it. I painted over it and then I got out steel wool and I scrubbed it off and other parts below came through and I incorporated those in the new painting. So I kept thinking of it as kind of wasting the first painting, but that wasn't true. The original painting was there. What I'd learned from it was there. And more importantly, the energy and the colors were there. And there were parts of it that I kept parts of it that kind of flowed through to the painting above it. When I used steel wool, when I scrubbed and erased, the end product ended up being one of the most powerful paintings I'd done because I'd painted over parts, but let the layers from the old part of the painting come through. I hadn't destroyed it. I'd enhanced it. I'd listened to the feeling that it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. And I enhanced it by painting over it. And it became a thing of beauty. So the cool thing about painting over something is that the underlying painting is still there and it creeps through and it informs the new painting. Savvy souls, I think we get stuck in our lives not wanting to paint over anything. We don't want to lose what we've already created in our lives. We think painting over in this analogy is like losing something that we've created. We don't want to let go of anything we've built. And this is hugely constraining. We don't want to let go of the career we've chosen and start something fresh. We don't want to lose it. We don't want to change course after we've studied in one area of university or college and do something completely unrelated now that interests us. We don't want to lose that investment in our education. That's what we tell ourselves. We don't want to let go of the lifestyle we've grown accustomed to, even though it's making us miserable or feels empty or so constraining we can't enjoy it. We don't want to let go of the friend group we've always hung out with, even though we don't really enjoy time with these people anymore, or we even find that time with them drains our energy because we've changed so much and they haven't. We don't want to let go of the new business we started a year ago or four years ago that doesn't fulfill our needs the way we thought it would or doesn't fulfill our needs anymore. We think if we let go of any of these things, if we paint over them, we've lost them. But just like in my painting example, they're still there. They're experiences that informed us, that have changed us, that have taught us things that we will always use going forward. Painting over, letting go of things we've built up can create space for something new. It can be tremendously liberating. Savvy souls, ask yourself, what could I paint over in my life? In other words, what could I let go of? What is no longer needed? What has become tiresome? 
What is taking my energy? What are you telling yourself you have to keep? And it's not true that you have to keep it. What are you forgetting is really a choice. Everything you're doing in your life is a choice. You can always change it. And you're not losing what you change. You've taken an experience. You've learned as much as you can. It's informed who you are. And you can let go of that thing you're doing and use what you've created in yourself to go forward in your life. What can you eliminate, Savvy Souls, that would change everything in your life for the better? Okay. The third way of subtracting things I've discovered, and this is specific to acrylic painting, which is what I do, is acrylic painting dries really fast, so you can do multiple layers, but it dries pretty hard, and it's there on your painting. But if you take some rubbing alcohol and pour it on your painting, or you um, wet a rag, and rub it on your painting, the paint will lift off, but will lift off in unexpected and surprising ways. It's it's uncontrolled. You are lifting off paint, but you don't know what's going to emerge. You don't know what layers of paint are going to show. Below, you don't know how much is going to be lifted off. Savvy Souls, this is subtracting with an attitude of play and discovery. It's, I'm going to remove this. I don't know what will happen. It's a way of subtracting that's really exploring. In other words, Savvy Souls, subtracting things from your life can be fun. And it's something that doesn't have to be a heavy decision. It doesn't have to be part of an agenda or plan where you know what will happen next. The message here in this way of subtracting is you don't have to have it all figured out before you start removing things. You can just remove them. You can just create space. You can create openness for what might happen. You can create a place in your life for discovery and fun. This is what I call uncontrolled sub subtraction. Say you reduce your work week to four and a half days from five, and you create half a day of playtime every week without a plan. This is time you get to just play and to explore. And the only rule you have is you can't run errands. You can't catch up on your obligations. You're not allowed to do anything other than to play and experiment. So you visit parts of the city you've never seen before. Or you go on hiking trails that you haven't done before. You buy a box of crayons or paint markers or glitter and you play. Or you cut out photos from magazines that appeal to you and you create a vision board journal that becomes a book just about what you like and what draws you to like it. And it becomes a book about you and what appeals to you. Or you volunteer at a local dog shelter and you play with the dogs just because it's joyful. 
You do anything that lights you up and feels really different, really out of the ordinary, really not something you would normally do. And you let that feeling of play fill you up and inspire your sense of creativity and possibility. And you let things naturally emerge with no agenda. Okay, Savvy Souls, there are lots of ways to subtract things from your life and feel more expansive. This week, try looking at one of these areas. I talked about exploring it a little bit more. What boundaries or edges could you blur between the roles important to you so you're more of you all the time? Or consider what areas of your life you could paint over. Let go of knowing that your experience has served you. Help create what you are now. And now you're ready for something else. Finally, consider what uncontrolled subtraction you could do. What could you remove from your life with no agenda other than to create space for exploration, fun, and finding out more about what you like? So Savvy Souls, if you've been feeling overwhelmed, or you feel like you don't have enough time for things that are important, I hope these ideas were helpful and gave you new ways to think about things you could use to recalibrate your life in small or big ways. If you're finding these episodes helpful, I'd really appreciate it if you'd be part of my team and just share the episodes. I run into so many people who tell me how some little comment I've made in this podcast and episode, I often don't really remember what I've said after they're over, just some little remark they've taken and they've run with it and they've changed an area of their life. I have people write to me and tell me about the ways what I've said have changed their life. And I would love you to be part of my team to help me reach more people. This is an act of love I do for you and for people that could benefit from hearing what I have to say. So if you could do me a favor and share this episode or go in and write a review, if you haven't, that feeds into their algorithm. So the episode gets shared more and I would just appreciate that. So more people can hear the ideas and hopefully expand their lives. Love you guys and see you next week. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.